0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Thousands of pages of Donald Trump's tax returns for 2015 to 2020 were made public on Friday, providing detail about the finances of Mr. Trump and his businesses while he was president. Mr. Trump and his wife paid net income taxes of $641,931 in 2015. $750 in 2016, $750 in 2017, $999,466 in 2018, $133,445 in 2019, and $0 in 2020. Last week, the Democrat-controlled House Ways and Means Committee voted to release the records before Republicans take control of the chamber on January 3rd. As president, Mr. Trump broke precedent by refusing to share details of his tax affairs. Residents of Kiev, Ukraine's capital, were told to head to air raid shelters amid a Russian aerial assault. According to the region's governor, Russia launched an, quote, attack by drones in the early hours of Friday morning. Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, said his country's forces had shot down 54 Russian missiles on Thursday. Meanwhile, Mr. Zelensky's advisor said Russia is holding more than 3,000 prisoners of war. Belarus summoned Ukraine's ambassador after a missile was downed 15 kilometers inside Belarusian territory. Belarus, a Russian ally, demanded an inquiry. Ukraine's army said the missile was part of its air defenses, but the defense ministry did not rule out a deliberate provocation by Russia. In November, NATO concluded that a missile that hit a farm in Poland was fired by Ukraine. European health officials said COVID-19 restrictions on travelers from China were unjustified. According to the European Center for Disease Prevention and Control, Europeans have high levels of protection against COVID and the risk of imported infections is low. Several countries, including America, Japan, and Italy, have announced that travelers from China will have to produce a negative COVID-19 test on arrival. Digital assets worth $3.5 billion belonging to FTX, a bankrupt crypto exchange, are being held by the Securities Commission of the Bahamas. The tokens were transferred to the commission in November to be redistributed to customers and creditors, according to a statement released by the SCB on Thursday. FTX's boss, Sam Bankman-Fried, faces eight criminal charges, including defrauding investors. Aung San Suu Kyi, Myanmar's former leader, had seven years added to her prison sentence, bringing the total to 33. Since a military coup ousted the democratically elected Ms. Suu Kyi in February 2021, she has been convicted of a variety of trumped-up offenses, most recently corruption. The UN Security Council recently passed a resolution calling for her release. Canada's Competition Tribunal approved a merger between Rogers Communications and Shaw Communications that would create the country's second-biggest telecom provider. The proposed deal worth $14.8 billion had been blocked initially because of fears over decreased competition and higher prices, but the tribunal dismissed such concerns. The transaction will still require approval from Canada's government. And Word of the Week Masyarakat Aidat An Indonesian word for ethnic groups, such as the Badui, who shun modernity. Owing to the New Year's holiday, the next audio edition of The World in Brief will be published on Monday morning, U.S. Eastern Time. Until then, please check the Espresso or Economist apps for the latest news. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. 2023 in preview, a feast of great art shows. This week, we've been looking ahead to the big stories of 2023. This weekend, culture. Regular espresso service will resume on Tuesday. The blockbuster art shows of 2023 will be in Amsterdam and London. In February, the Rijksmuseum will put on the largest ever show of Johannes Vermeer's work, bringing together 27 of his 35 surviving paintings. The show will also reveal the master's method through scientific studies of the milkmaid, painted in 1660. In March, meanwhile, after Impressionism opens at the National Gallery, bringing together Cezanne, Van Gogh, Klimt, Matisse, Monk, Picasso, and Rodin, to explore how styles such as cubism and expressionism developed in cities across Europe. New institutions are opening, too. Seoul gets the Robot and AI Museum. As well as being exhibited, robots have been involved in the building's design, manufacturing, and construction. In January, the International African American Museum will open in Charleston, South Carolina, on the site of a wharf where 100,000 enslaved Africans disembarked from ships. A spiritual sibling, the Pan-African Heritage Museum in Ghana, will also open in 2023. Its design resembles a horn, an instrument often used to herald the arrival of something or someone special. 2023 in Preview An enticing variety of new films Film buffs will have plenty to watch in 2023. There are adaptations of Alice Walker's The Color Purple, Kristen Hanna's The Nightingale, and Raoul Dahl's The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Martin Scorsese will direct Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon, about the murders of Osage tribespeople in Oklahoma in the 1920s. For action fans, a dottery Harrison Ford, now in his 80s, will return for a fifth Indiana Jones film. There will be a surfeit of biographical drama, too. Dustin Lance Black has written the script for Rustin, a film about Bayard Rustin, a gay civil rights activist who organized the March on Washington in 1963. Bradley Cooper will star as Leonard Bernstein, a revered composer and conductor in Maestro. And Killian Murphy will take on the role of Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. Meanwhile, Margot Robbie plays one of the world's most famous fictional women in Barbie. 2023 in Preview The Cricket World Cup In October, 10 teams will meet in India for cricket's one-day game World Cup. It will be one of the glitziest events the sport has ever seen. The millions of Indians who watch televised cricket make for a hugely valuable audience. In 2022, online streaming rights alone to the domestic Indian Premier League cost Reliance, an Indian oil-to-retail behemoth, $2.6 billion. Players are paid handsomely too, so for foreign cricketers, including those from England, which won the last tournament in 2019, the World Cup will be both an opportunity for national glory and an audition for a life-changing contract. Indian money is changing how the game is played as well as watched. Many Indian fans prefer the two-hour T20 format used in the IPL to the one-day cricket played at the World Cup or to traditional five-day test matches. The longer formats are therefore retreating before the juggernaut of Indian-organized T20 tournaments. Two T20 leagues will launch with Indian-owned teams in 2023. Many fans of the older, more stately versions of the game dread such developments. 2023 in Preview – Words of the Year What coinages might you expect to hear in 2023? For more, read the full story at economist.com. eSIM, technology that replaces the physical SIM card in your phone with digital codes that can be zapped from an old handset to a new one. Mixed Reality, technology that allows real and virtual items to interact, such as a game of table tennis with real paddles and a computer-generated ball. Aridification, the long-term drying of a region a term applied when drought or even mega drought are no longer sufficient. Sinfuels and E-fuels, replacements for conventional hydrocarbons that are produced artificially rather than from oil. Productivity paranoia, an affliction of home workers afraid of being seen as shirkers and bosses afraid that home workers are indeed shirking. TWAT City, one where many commuters travel to the office only on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Battery Belt A green-friendly, revitalized form of America's Rust Belt through investment in industries such as electric car manufacturing and gigafactories that make batteries for electric cars. Vertiport Where multi-rotor drones that are large enough to carry people, also known as flying cars, take off and land. The winners of this week's quiz. Thank you to everyone who took part in this week's quiz. The winners chosen at random were Irene Swill and Simi Swill, Sydney, Australia. Jennifer Stapleton, Cheltenham, England. Barry McDonald, Burlington, Canada. They all gave the correct answers of Arizona, Larry Fink, Simple Minds, Crossing the Rubicon, and Grit. The theme is Cohen Brothers Films, Raising Arizona, Barton Fink, Blood Simple, Miller's Crossing, and True Grit. And visit the Espresso app for our new Weekend Crossword, designed for experienced cruciverbalists and newcomers alike. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Betty White, who died on this day in 2021. You're never too old for anything.